Okay, welcome to another edition of the Celtic Flat Podcast. There's 33 seconds left in Game Five. It's Steph Curry is chuckling like a gremlin. You know what? As well, he might. Um, this is the Celtic Flat Podcast, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I'm Cameron Tipsby, joined by Alex Goldberg. We're going to react in real time to. What was a bad game for the Boston Celtics? Um, we don't have a final score yet, but uh, that Clay Thompson corner three with about two minutes ago, that was when Alex texted me. All right, let's get this over with. Um, Alex, yes. uh, I'm going to give you a quick play-by-play just of the game that was, and then we can kind of decide what our pain points were. So the Celtics played like absolute crap. They scored 16 points in the first quarter. Uh, they kind of got things going uh, in the second quarter, but they really didn't catch up much. They uh, outscored the Warriors 35 to 24. We thought they really turned the corner in the third quarter, um, but the Warriors hung around. They hit a few big shots, Jordan Poole especially. And just now the Warriors finished off a 29 to 24th quarter. Um, so you can start at the beginning of the game, the end of the game. Some of the themes are the same. Um, looking at what is now a game five loss for the Boston Celtics. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, The first thing that comes to mind is there's no stat or play or specific thing that comes to mind. What comes to mind is that the Celtics body language, demeanor and general approach to the game was terrible. Um, Mm-hmm. They had a lot of slumped shoulders. Marcus Smart was getting in yapping, screaming matches with people and not in the way that is like feisty. Marcus Smart is showing toughness in the way like Marcus Smart is going overboard. Uh, Jason Tatum was hot at times, but never seemed comfortable uh, making decisions. There were a lot of situations where he passed up shots um, ostensibly, I think, to try and get his teammates going, but they weren't assist passes. They were, I don't want this matchup, you take it, passes. Yeah. Jalen Brown looked out of control the whole game. Um, Al Horford did not make a significant impact. He just kind of faded into the background. Two points on the night. Yep. Rob Williams looked good. He two was... points on the night. Yeah. Marcus Smart, two points on the night. I mean, and that's the story. Like, they... They played a really immature uh, and kind of, di- I, I guess, immature and, and young is the way that they played. They they looked like the team that was happy to be there, sort of, not really. And uh, the Golden State Warriors looked like a seasoned veteran championship team that knew what it takes to win. And I hate to kind of boil it down to such like garbage first take basketball analysis terms, but that's effectively what happened. I don't think so. I've parked on this a lot. I actually don't think that that's first takey and um, people who listen to this podcast know that I, I think there's a tremendous difference between being 24 and being 27 when you're a professional basketball player. And I think Andrew Wiggins reminded us of that. Wiggins looked composed. He knew yep. what what his capabilities were um he played within rhythm and andrew wiggins is not uh the a world beater but he's not a bad basketball player and what he did was he didn't hurt the warriors and the celtics best wings their their equivalents on the other side they hurt the boston celtics tonight jalen brown can i interest you in uh f- 
six turnovers between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined. Um, that's just not good enough. Uh, not not no. only I want to talk about Jalen Brown in particular, um, but not only were Brown and Tatum unable or unwilling to initiate a rhythmic offense, but they were actively giving the Warriors easy opportunities. Um, so I, I don't think it's first takey to say the Celtics were too young. I think that they assumed it would be easy. They weren't ready to do the work in this game, um, which has not always been the case. We've seen games where they are ready to rock and they do the right thing. And then we've seen games like this that are weirdly familiar where they, they are, quite frankly look a little like prima donnas. Um, and I feel icky saying that if it wasn't a consistent story for four quarters. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so weird because, you know, like you can't give up on this squad just because they've shown that they can respond in really meaningful ways. I mean, they did it in the Bucks series. They did it in the Heat series. Like the Celtics are a tough team. So to see them kind of go out so sad like this in game five is really a shock to the system because it just doesn't jive at all with the identity of like, really impressive mental toughness and resolve and resilience that they've showed kind of throughout this podcast. I mean, the last time we did like a kind of emergency reaction podcast, the theme that I harped on, and that was after game, uh, after game three, I think, I mean, the theme that I harped on was the Celtics team is tough. They're resilient. They bounce back. Mm -hmm. And um, in this game, they were coming off of a disappointing loss. Steph Curry had 44 points or whatever. Um, I don't remember the exact number. He was incandescent. And you would think, based on everything that you've seen from this team, that this is a game where they come out composed, they execute the game plan, they force the Warriors into difficult basketball, and they end up, you know, showing that resolve. And it just wasn't there at all tonight. And the result is now that Boston has their season on the line. And can they win these next two games and the NBA title? Absolutely. They are 100% capable of doing that if they play to the level that we know that they're capable of playing. Will they do that? I mean, if, if you base everything off tonight's performance, the, it, it sure seems like a stretch to say that mentally they are ready for that. Yeah, this is so frustrating. Um, I said last time we talked that it was incumbent on Marcus Smart, Al Horford, or Udoka to, to calm the team down. And Marcus Smart was the one who needed to be calmed down. Yeah. At times he looked like he wanted to slow things down and run the offense, um, but he didn't demand that. And then there were other times where he took ill-advised shots or the okay shots that he took were just way off. Um, the refing really got in Marcus's head in a very visible way. And yeah. I, I can unload on Tony Brothers any day of the week, believe me, but the That's refs not why the Celtics are, lost. are just not at all why the Celtics lost this game. They lost this game because they turned the ball over 16 times and missed 10 free throws. Like, that's your ball game. Oh, wait a second. 16 times. Something like that. Yeah, I think. Um, hold on. Maybe more. They turned the ball over. 18 times. Oh, yeah. Great. And, I mean, 16 or more is the Okay. Let me, let me revisit the point that I was going to make before um, because I want to talk about Jalen Brown. I was looking at the wrong stat sheet. Jalen Brown had five turnovers and mm -hmm. um, Jason Tatum had four. So that's nine out of the Jays alone. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I bit my tongue. Last podcast, you, you said Jalen Brown, buddy, you can take it to whoever you want. And I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast and you didn't get in his head because he looks like someone who thought he could take on the world. 
and he just did not have it. And what's really unfortunate is not only did he not have it, he didn't do anything about it. It was the same attempt. It was the same, let me dribble and drive. And the number of times where he just coughed up the ball. Yeah. I mean, there were three consecutive possessions in the fourth quarter where he just drove into traffic and either turned the ball over or threw up a shot that the Warriors immediately rebounded and got a leak out on. Like, no, I mean, he bashed his head into the wall over and over again and it didn't work. And again, it's really weird because we've seen that side of Jalen Brown plenty this season, but we've also seen the side of Jalen Brown that knows how to power through those situations, that moves the ball, that cuts off ball to try and get himself involved in the offense, that prioritizes defense and getting leak outs and kind of plays his way out of these things. So again, you know, He's a he is a Jekyll and Hyde player for a kind of Jekyll and Hyde team. And it's a shame because two things happen where you think, all right, in a vacuum, if you look at these things, the Celtics should win. The first mm-hmm. is that Steph Curry did not play very well. Steph Curry looked off That's all a game. Missed opportunity. And the Celtics defended him really well. I mean, they were doing a great job taking away his airspace, preventing him from getting into rhythm. Like, that's a missed opportunity. You can't waste the game that Steph has an off shooting, right? And then the other thing is that there were times, it wasn't the whole game, obviously, but there were times when Jason Tatum looked like the best player on the floor. There, during the stretch in that third quarter, Jason Tatum had a solid run where yeah. he legitimately looked like the best guy on the floor. And then after that run kind of heading into the end of the third and then going into the fourth all right here comes the double teams he's no longer moving the ball in the same way that he was he is now forcing shots instead of taking shots in the flow of the offense like it's so weird because when you look at Jason Tatum's statistical performance it's not like he had a particularly egregious game It's just that the flow was so erratic throughout that he never looked really comfortable outside of that one stretch in the third quarter. And I mean, you know, the end result is here we are. The Celtics now have a true set of do or die games and they are going to have to be borderline perfect to win both of them. And again, it's not that they can't, but they, 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 they have to show that they are capable of executing at a really high level and they've done it before so you can't put it past them but this effort doesn't inspire a lot of confidence so this is the thing is winning two basketball games in a row is not a crazy deal sorry i'm recording in the living room and the cats are also agitated by this loss boston has more talent uh boston has more looks that they can throw out there it's it's truly appears to be a mental game and what that adjustment is, I'm not sure because there is no adjustment. Exactly. Because if that adjustment existed or was easy enough to manifest, it would have happened already. Because yeah. the the difference we saw between the first quarter, the second quarter, the third and the fourth quarter is an emotional one. And I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, at this point in the postseason, how many times have we bemoaned this problem? I, I want to pause and I want to offer that the Warriors played really, really well. Um, yep. Andrew Wiggins, who we talked about, isn't just slightly more mature on the basketball court. Um, maybe not with vaccines, but on the basketball court, maybe slightly more mature. Um, but he played great defense. 
he was, Jason Tatum had no idea what to do with him. Um, I don't know if that's mental. I don't know if that's physical, but Wiggins was the guy. Wiggins is good. He is a really, yeah. no, it, I mean, I, I am probably higher on Andrew Wiggins than most people are. I thought that when they traded D'Angelo Vessel for Andrew Wiggins, that that was a steal. And at the time, the results didn't quite pan out that way, but you see it now. I mean, he is the perfect fit for this system long rangy athletic wing defender who can create his own shot with his athleticism when he needs to i mean it's not like gorgeous but he can get to his spots and just use physical strength and elevation to get his shot up over most opponents andrew wiggins is a really good player and frankly the celtics i think need to recognize that andrew wiggins is a good player and plan yeah they don't treat him like that because they don't Um, exactly they don't treat him like he's a like he's the guy that he is Okay, let me um, pause. Let's talk about our sponsor, betonline.ag. And then I want to talk more about the Warriors, but then also uh, this missed opportunity that was uh, game five. So BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including what's left of the NBA Finals, the NHL uh, Finals, MLB Baseball scores, latest fighting news, and even you can get in on early NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering info from live betting to sports, esports, and more. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So you use our promo code CLNS50. Head online to betonline.ag. That's where the game starts. Okay, back to the Warriors. Um, They played pretty good. Uh, Defense, phenomenal. Really great defense out of them. Uh, Clay, classic Clay game. Five from 11 from three. Uh, sneaky, reasonable defense um, in your face, really good. Draymond, not the Draymond of old, but Draymond's best game of the series, perhaps. But, oh, and then one last Warriors thing, only six turnovers. That's how championships are won. That's what a veteran championship team looks like. However, check this out. Draymond Green, 0 of 2 from 3. Otto Porter, 0 of 2 from 3. Andrew Wiggins, 0 of 6 from 3. Steph Curry, 0 of 9 from 3. The Warriors shot nine of 40 from three flip side of the coin. The Celtics didn't shoot very well from three, but in a 10 point game, the Celtics shot 21 of 31 from free throw. The Warriors played a good game, but they did not play a phenomenal game. They played like they played like champions, which is they figured out who they needed to highlight to win. They protected the ball, but they were vulnerable and that it wasn't death by a thousand paper cuts, but the paper cuts that were, Turnovers for the Celtics, missed free throws for the Celtics, missed threes for the Celtics, Jalen Brown for the Celtics, Marcus Smart for the Celtics. That adds up to more than a 10-point loss. Um, So it's a testament to the defense, which is a consistent theme as well, that the Celtics should have lost by 45. Um, It's the defense and what the Warriors were unable to do that kept them in the game. Um, But if you look at the box score, quite frankly, I mean, we packed up shop but five minutes to go it wasn't as close as all that um man i feel like we covered a lot there's there's just a lot to process um game six let's let's talk game six um it's gonna be thursday it's gonna be in boston um the celtics are a good not great home team in the postseason this year the warriors are good not great road team on the road uh, in the postseason this year. So we don't really know um, that there's a competitive edge there. Uh, I suspect I know what the answer is, but what is your number one 
thing the Celtics need to avoid in game six? Oh my God. Um, I've been saying the same thing for the entire postseason. Mm-hmm. The Celtics need to stop turning the ball over if they mm-hmm. want to win this game. I mean, it's the most glaring, obvious, stupid, in-your-face stat imaginable. There were like and but the issue is turnovers happen, right? In a basketball game, unless you are a combination of very skilled and very lucky. You are going to turn the ball. Yeah, that six is, is a part. very low number for that's the... part. That's part of how basketball works. The issue is that the Celtics are making unforced turnovers. They are mm-hmm. giving the ball away rather than having the ball taken from them. The Warriors manufactured a decent amount of turnovers tonight, but the Celtics gave it away at least eight times with just errant passes, bad yeah. decision making, and in general. That's a communication problem more so than anything. That's when guys start to freelance instead of playing in the team offense and the entire team is expecting them to be in one place and they're not. That is uh, people reading the defense incorrectly, driving into trouble and then not knowing what to do and then panicking and throwing the ball away rather than just like calmly reassessing. And that those things are what kills you. It's not that like like Draymond Green is going to strip the ball away sometimes that's going to happen Gary Payton is going to get in your shit and force a turnover that will happen but what you can't have is the turnovers where Jalen drives into three guys and then coughs the ball up off of his leg or Marcus tries to drive baseline and just swings a pass into the backcourt or um, Jason Tatum drives into contact, throws up an air ball looking for the foul instead of trying to actually score. Like, those are the turnovers that kill you. It's not the turnovers where the Warriors play good defense. Again, they're a good defensive team. They're going to get some of those. Um, It's the turnovers that are unforced. And that, I mean, that's going to be the thing. If they they win the title or if they uh, survive game six, it will be because they take care of the ball, they make good decisions, they trust each other that they know where to be, and they minimize those mistakes. If they lose, it will be because they don't do those things. And, you know, it's... So I was a little grumpy because the Celtics lost, but the main reason that I didn't really want to record this episode tonight is because there's just kind of nothing really more to talk about with this team. It's the same thing over and over again. They turn over the ball, they lose. They don't turn over the ball, they win. It's pretty simple. And that, that was kind of what my thinking for game six was, is I actually don't know the answer to this question, but if you're Udoka, do do a lot of tape? I mean, I'm so worried that... Uh, so my understanding of the turnovers is it, it's mental. The Celtics have the yips, they're getting punked. And so to that end, between now and Thursday, do you watch a lot of tape and risk really saddling the young Celtics with this like weighing heavy on their mind and risk them spiraling before the game even starts. And I I guess the opposite of that would be, Hey, game six is on deck. This is what we got to do. Let's forget about game five because a more mature team, I would love to dig into the tape and say, this is what you're doing wrong. These are the things you need to avoid. I almost worry that uh, Tatum and Brown would lose sleep over that and not in a good way. Um, so I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't know that there is a correct answer, but to your point, this um, fatalist proof, point of view proves wrong, Boston Celtics, um, because 
Yeah, the the turnover thing does feel. I, I said this earlier today. Most teams lose basketball games when they cough up more than sixteen turnovers, but that the Celtics have done that so frequently is the problem. Um, yeah, I mean, and like I know that this has been a huge downer of a podcast. Again, I really want to stress the Celtics can still win this series, and I still mm-hmm. pretty strongly believe that they have that in them like i have i am not giving up on this team and i'm not going to give up on this team until the final buzzer sounds but it's the it's avoidable that's what's so frustrating is that like we don't have to be here this is avoidable again i so here's the thing Uh, you're right the extent to which it's, it's avoidable again i think rests on the jays and if they're just not emotionally ready for the moment it isn't avoidable um because they're just it's just not their time you know what i mean like it's not they didn't run into the dynastic warriors that's not what's happening here but if they're not ready for so alex and i are both teachers uh when we were young teachers we were bad teachers we said things that yeah Yeah. we're still (laughs) relatively young teachers alex just turned 29 um we we made avoidable quote-unquote mistakes but we couldn't get out of our own way and we weren't bad teachers we still are employed gainfully as teachers we're good teachers but um you and i both know that when we were 23 24 25 we said things in the classroom that was like oh crap i shouldn't have done that or we came up with lessons that just were avoidable but there was just no way that in that moment we could have not been making those mistakes and i don't know if unless marcus smart demands the ball every single play and also becomes the the point guard that sometimes he is. I don't know how you stop the Jays from beating themselves. To your point, I don't want to be a a complete negative Nancy here. I suspect the computers will still say the Celtics are favored to win the title. I suspect they still have the talent. And um, if if we shelve everything that we're identifying, I suspect that they can certainly win game six and then it's on to game seven. Um, I, I also do want to push back a little bit because we have been harping on the Jays and probably deservedly so. They are the two best players in the team and ostensibly the franchise tent poles. But part of what I think they might need heading into game six is they 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 might need those other guys, the Al Horfords of the world, the Marcus Smarts of the world, the Derek Whites of the world to kind of come in and basically do the work of showing them that it's okay to like, make mistakes as long as you hold yourself accountable for it and find a way to get those mistakes back. You know, it, it like, it can't be the mentality of it's all on Jalen and Jason to be better because it's mm-hmm. not, they are both, they do both need to be better, but like Al Harford also needs to be better. Yeah. Derek White also needs to be better. Marcus Smart also needs to be better. <sighs> yeah. The Celtics want to win this thing. They need everybody to step up. And I think that, that's where um, the magic happens with Udoka, and that's what I'm hoping will happen over the course of these next 48 hours until the game is um, a, a sense that it can't just be two guys because two guys is exactly how they got into this situation in the first place is Jalen and Jason thinking to themselves. And, you know, I think their intentions behind it are fine. I don't want to psychoanalyze them, but like, Jalen and Jalen and Jason, I think rightfully have taken it upon themselves to be like, we need to step up and play our best ball. 
in order to win this thing. And I think they're trying to do that. But the reality is that their best basketball looks like something that raises everybody else's game. Mm -hmm. And I think that too often they've kind of fallen into my best basketball is me carrying a team. And that that is a communication thing. That's not something that Jalen and Jason can solve by themselves. That's something where they need to reestablish the trust that their teammates have got them. And can they do that again? Yes. Will it? I don't know. We'll see. All right. Let me try to summarize this uh, to wrap up and butt but in if I get it wrong or sure. ice, ice for any thinking. For the Celtics, uh, the, the Jays need to play better. Perhaps yep. they are too young for this moment. Um, and perhaps there's not enough games in an NBA finals to have meaningful data. Who knows? The Jays need to play better. And that starts with turnovers, but it's not just the Jays that need to limit their turnovers. It's the entirety of the Boston Celtics, um, Marcus smart, the point guard included. Um, but he's not the only veteran player that needs to a limit turnovers, but B step up. That would also include Al Horford and Derek white. Um, whether or not Udoka and company have the, the fortitude or the tools to make a mental pivot is unclear, but it also is not clear that they are doomed for game six. There's very much so an opportunity to put all of this behind them and go out and play like world beaters, the kind that we saw throughout this postseason and throughout much of the regular season. On the other side of the ball, the Warriors reminded us that that when they get punched in the jaw, they know how to find their second and third option, that you can survive an 0 for 9 night from Steph Curry behind three. So the Warriors are not the Nets. The Warriors are not an injured Miami Heat team. The Warriors are going to demand a very different level of execution. And we saw that tonight. um, And we've seen that throughout this series. Um, The Warriors are are available. They do sometimes make boneheaded errors. They do sometimes go cold from three. They do foul out pretty consistently. Hello, Draymond Green. Um, so the Warriors are not the 2016 Warriors. They are a good basketball team, but they've well, very good. Uh, let's hope they're the 2016 Warriors, Cam. 2017 that- Warriors is what you're worried about. Or 26. Or if they're the 2016 Warriors, we're good to go. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, in summary, that was a bad basketball game the Celtics played. And that was a not fun basketball game to watch. And there isn't much to analyze because they played bad. And we probably have half as many listeners as we usually do because no one needs to hear us for 35 minutes try to sound intelligent about, hey, we watched bad basketball. That said, uh, you got to feel our feelings as fans. Um, we got to understand uh, that, yes, that was as bad as it felt, um, but that does not have much bearing necessarily on what happens on Thursday and perhaps beyond. So. Let's wrap up there. Um, yep. You're on summer vacation? Just started today, brother. We're feeling good. Yeah, okay. There's other things in the world besides basketball. I've got a bunch of cats running around their legs. How lucky can a guy get, you know? There are other things besides basketball, but oh, message, huh. message to the Boston Celtics, folks. Don't give up now. You can do this. Just be better. <laughs> we know you can do it. Just be better. <laughs> Just be better. It's easier said than done. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will be back, I'm sure, before game six and wherever else this 
this crazy thing we call life takes us. See you later. Peace.